episode number 235 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to create an emotionally equipped world. I created two practical mindset tools that empower you to get unstuck in any moment and keep your emotions from hijacking your life. I am the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So for those of you who may be new listeners, you may not know that I am married to someone who has a passion for running. The truth is, my husband didn't have this passion his whole life. It's actually something quite new. It's something that he's developed a passion for over the last few years. And when I say running, I don't mean like, you know, a jog around the corner, but rather I mean running, like really running, like as if a tiger is chasing you, kind of running. And he doesn't run sprints, like short distances. He runs long distances, like for two or three or four hours. I have to say, I don't get it. I do not share this passion of running with him. In fact, I hate running. There is absolutely nothing I like about running. When I was a kid, actually, I liked it a lot. And I was a fast runner. And I was even on the track team in high school. But now, I would say running would probably fall the lowest or closest to the lowest, you know, on a list of exercises that I like to do. In fact, I would probably even prefer skiing, which I am deathly afraid of, over running. I would choose water polo or fencing or probably even weightlifting over running. But that's me. And my husband doesn't understand my passion for walking or for yoga or for meditation. And that's why we make such a great couple. Okay, so my husband ran the Jerusalem Marathon a few years ago. I believe that was his first marathon ever, and it was amazing. He ran a really good time, especially because the Jerusalem Marathon happens to be a very difficult marathon, not because it's any longer than the other marathons in the world, because I do think they're all the same length, but because of the extreme hills in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is anything but flat, and so while the scenery is exquisite, it definitely makes the marathon challenging. And my husband completed it, and I think he even got like fifth place for his age category. It was really an exciting day. And I was there at the finish line to congratulate him. And ever since then, he's wanted to run another marathon. But to the best of my memory, I don't think he has. You know, running can put a lot of pressure on your body, your bones, your muscles, your tendons, and it's very easy to injure yourself. And unfortunately, my husband seems to kind of either always be injured or like in between injuries. He's had a lot of different pains in his legs that he's been trying to heal. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't hold him back from running. He just runs through the pain, but he's like always in pain. Again, I don't get it. You know, I'm like, if you're in pain, 
why don't you stop running and pick up a new sport? But like I said, this is his passion. And so he continues and he ices his legs every day. And he does like this home ultrasound thing on his legs. And he creates these turmeric pastes that he puts on his legs to reduce inflammation. Anyway, long story short, the Jerusalem Marathon is this coming Thursday, like in two days. And it's been very iffy whether or not my husband would be participating. A few weeks ago, I got the impression that even though he signed up for it, he wasn't going to participate. I asked him if he was planning to look for a place to stay the night before because that's what we did in the past. And it really just made the whole morning experience so much easier because otherwise it would mean driving down, you know, like two hours in the morning plus the traffic that morning, which is quite insane. So his response to me was he didn't know because he didn't know if he would be running the race. Okay, so I dropped it. I was ready to help him, you know, to make some phone calls to people that I know, but he wasn't sure, so I didn't do anything. Two days ago, I woke up, I had my regular morning routine of walking and journaling and taking a pause, and then I helped my kids get ready for school, and I was about to go to my office to start work, and my husband, who was like rushing out the door, said to me kind of haphazardly, can you find us a place to stay Thursday night? And I was like stunned I, I, because it came out of nowhere. And because it's not like I know so many people that live in Jerusalem, I really don't. And I certainly don't have any close friends that live there. I was also stunned because, you know, he was like putting this on me a few days before the event when this is his responsibility. Now, I don't know if I was aware of all of those thoughts in that moment, because all I did in that moment was react automatically. I was like, uh, no, I am not doing that. This is your event, not mine. This is your responsibility. And he looked at me and then he left. And the truth is in that moment, I felt really good with what I did. Like, you know, he deserved that response. I'm not his servant. I don't have to rearrange my day around the fact that he didn't take responsibility for this. And I don't want him to expect that he can just throw things on me at a whim and expect that I'm always going to drop everything for him. I too have a life, right? Doesn't he know that? And so I dropped it. I went to my office and I started to work. But the conversation kept coming back to my mind. And so I, you know, considered maybe I'm stuck. And so I decided to walk myself through the unstuck method just to check. I took a pause. I went to my yoga mat. I laid down. I set the alarm for 10 minutes. I just rested with my breath and noticed anything that was coming up. After that, I continued through the method. I told myself I was stuck on irritation. And I uncovered that I believed my husband is lazy and that he believes I'll drop everything in any moment in order to focus on his needs, and that he shouldn't be asking for my help, right? He is a big boy. And then I investigated into those beliefs. Is my husband lazy? No, of course he's not lazy. Forget the fact that he's up most mornings around four o'clock to get his day going and to get those long runs in. He's a hard worker, he owns his own construction business, and he's an engaged dad. My husband is not lazy. Does he believe that I'll drop everything in any moment in order to focus on his needs? 
No, I don't think that's true either. Yes, he asks for things, but I don't believe he expects me to do things in that moment and always as he wants me to do it. Should he not be asking for my help? Well, he did. So that can't be true, right? The reality is he did ask for my help. So seeing that my beliefs weren't totally true, I considered what other perspectives might be possible that would help me feel better and help me get unstuck. Because yes, I realized I was stuck. So I considered that I ask for favors from my husband a lot and almost always he helps me. I considered that each of us have our own strengths and weaknesses, and I tend to be more of the social person in the relationship, and reaching out to people, even people I may not be so close with, is easier for me than for him. I considered it would be a kind thing to help him. I considered it would mean a lot to him if I would try to make some arrangements. I considered it wasn't really a big deal. It would take a few minutes of my time to just write a few emails. I considered I was being spiteful, and that's not the kind of person I want to be. I considered I wanted to be kind and loving. And so I decided to write two emails. The first one came back negative, as this family still isn't having guests since COVID started. But the second one came back in the affirmative. Yes, They would be happy to have us over for the night. And I was so happy and grateful and excited to share this news. So I wrote my husband a text. I couldn't wait for him to respond. Obviously, I forgot to get clear. Hint, hint. And then a few moments later, I get a text from him. But it wasn't in response to the text that I sent. Instead, he wrote that I needed to call the orthodontist. And I was like, what? Like, okay, fine, I need to call the orthodontist for my kid, but like, did he miss my text? And so I wrote to him, did you see my text? Again, I was so excited for him that he would be so excited, and he didn't respond. He like, he saw my text, but he didn't respond. And I was starting to get stuck all over again. And then the phone rang, and he told me that he found two possible places that we could stay on Thursday night. And I was like totally dumbfounded because I thought he couldn't do this on his own. Well, apparently he could. And apparently the places he found were even better than what I found, specifically regarding location and the fact that we'd have the apartment to ourselves. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So on the one hand, I was actually really proud of him. Like, really, I didn't think he could pull that off. On the other hand, I was kind of still waiting for acknowledgement or a thank you or something for making the effort, but I didn't receive it. But this time, I didn't get stuck. And that's because I've learned from the many, many years of doing this work that my husband didn't have any bad intentions for not acknowledging me. I know he was appreciative. I know because he tells me. Maybe not in the moment that I want to hear it, but he eventually tells me. And I've accepted that that's how he is. And I've accepted that getting hurt or insulted or disappointed or anything like that never helps. It never helps me feel better. And it usually puts a damper on our relationship. 
I've learned that while getting stuck is inevitable, staying stuck is a choice. And I wanted to choose to be happy in that moment, happy that he found a place for us to stay and happy that I could join him. So I acknowledged him for finding a place, even though he didn't, and he still hasn't, acknowledged me back. Although I bet after he hears this podcast episode, he will. Although I am clear that he may not. And then when we got off the phone, I completed this process by giving myself a break for getting stuck once and almost twice. I'm human, and it happens to all of us. And that's it. I'm really excited to go down to Jerusalem on Thursday. I will get clear before the event and before going to this apartment, and I'll probably walk my husband through that tool as well, just in case. And I'll let you know what happens on next week's episode. But for now, I'd like to ask you, where in your life have you gotten stuck this week? Maybe with someone close to you, like I did. Maybe you felt irritated, and maybe you even felt spiteful. Can you consider simply being kind? Maybe consider who you were being and were you being the person that you really wanted to be? Is being kind something that you want to be? And if yes, what would that look like if you could take that on right now? I would love to hear your responses if you do. Please feel free to leave a comment on my website or anywhere that you can find me on social media. Your comments mean a lot to me. Okay, my dear friends, that is what I have for you for today. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.